Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor... Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net, on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome aboard the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, the co-host and uh, co-producer of the program here. And we've got a great one lined up for you. It's uh, the part two of the Home at Home with the boys from IT in the D. We've got the crew from that great podcast going to be in studio with us, catching up with what's going on with their podcast and with the whole podcast network that they've founded. We'll also be hearing about a class in the cloud that's going to be happening a little later on this month. Stay tuned. Well, we ought to start the program by saying we're thankful to have everybody with us who got here. Uh, Gary Baker in studio, uh, minus pontoons, that I understand. It's raining out there. Oh, so, it, it's coming Which is a remarkable way. phenomenon. Does anybody recognize what that is? It's like the first day of snow, I think, in some ways, isn't it? And we were running between the vines this morning, a run out near Jackson, and it was supposed to rain, and it didn't. It was, you know, it was overcast. Uh, so, you know, we didn't get sunburned. It was great. All right, good. And, but it's raining now here. And by the way, good news, your son, Justin, back from the hospital, yeah, back home thank, recovering. Thank you for everybody that uh, sent prayers, thoughts yeah. and prayers. Um, he's recovering fine. He's got a hole in his throat uh, from the tracheotomy. But uh, I understand it's supposed to, it'll heal up in a couple of weeks. Right? In, in a couple of weeks, yeah. And, okay. uh, you know, big wow. scar on his neck. And so he's coming up Boy, with... Boy, is that going to uh, give him cred with the girls when he gets up yeah, to MSU? it's like a chick magnet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the, you know, that that's what the uh, doctor said. You know, this is a kind of a chick magnet. Uh, you ought to make up a really good story. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't said, know where I don't know where he came up with the bamboo shoot that he gave himself a, a you know, a self-administered tracheotomy or something. <laughs> oh, but anyway. dear. MacGyver. It's a whole new MacGyver series. It was a big pen, right? That was uh, what it was. Oh, that was a big pen. There we go. Well, let's introduce the rest of the crew. Here is Ed. Ed Riddell. Good to have you on board as well. I just can't beat that. I'm just glad that the days of mowing the tops of the weeds are done. You know, so <laughs> if I'm going to be hope. spending the- two hours mowing the lawn, that it's something other than weeds. Yeah, you know? and you know it's raining out there, so they're going to grow like crazy now. Oh no, <laughs> just like kids. Yep. And and the crew from It and the D is with us. Let's start off with uh, Dave. Thanks so much, Dave Phillips, for being with us. Of course. And it's so good to have you back in studio here. Bob Waltonsville. Good to see you, Foster. It feels like it's been days. And the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the new guy, Nuri Gojai. 
Uh, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Well, Nuri's been on t- once before with us. But so. he is, uh, the, he is officially, speaking. he told me his title is yeah. the new guy. Relatively speaking. Yeah. He's the new guy until he is no longer the new guy. Yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> the that's the way it works. That's the way it yeah, works. True. So you're you're the new guy until you find somebody else that's the new guy? Is who that then it? gets the uh, new guy title, yeah, exactly. Right. And he gets the it. new guy title. Well, I, for those of you who may not know what ITMD is, and I can't understand how that would possibly happen, uh, Dave and Bob and Nuri are part of a, a podcast, a weekly podcast called ITMD. T and the D that really has gone. We've kind of followed you guys along as you have been. You began this, what, three years ago was it now? Yeah, three years ago, June. Yep. Three years ago in June. And in that time, you have gone from a podcast to now a network of podcasts that are... Yeah. On their channel. They have a whole channel. You have a whole channel. It's what, 50? We're about 70 now, yeah. About 70. Wow. Amazing. And it keeps on growing. And we're going to be amazing. talking about both that phenomenon, that whole network phenomenon, as well as um, your being... And just having you grew like they say topsy from what why, why how did that happen that you grew like that we don't know no we don't <laughs> they're popular that's it you know you just when you're popular you're popular it's, it's the yeah. south park days you know i mean right well no is. i mean we've always said we had little uh we've had hockey stick growth moments where we'll plateau for a little bit something will happen you know whether it's uh the organizers of motor city comic con or um hatch detroit coming in or you know our, our biggest jump was we found uh taco bell sent out a thousand burner phones to people that they thought were social media influencers Mm-hmm. And we found one of those guys here in Detroit, <laughs> had him in on the show, and spent that entire episode mocking Taco Bell on Twitter. Oh, no. And they kept retweeting everything that we put out. <laughs> and that's the first time our show broke a hundred thousand. It was like it was like the, that was like our first <laughs> big jump like that. Yeah. Well, you discovered that being dissing somebody was almost as good as exactly as, nothing as kissing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are were our overnight successes, but you've worked years to become yeah. overnight successes, it's the, right? It's the longest overnight success. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like that, uh, you know, God created the world in a day, day. It's, so, it's not- <laughs> so what, so to, how did you start, right? These were pink slip parties, right? No, so this was, we were just, there were meetups. So we meet-ups. were just, okay. we, we would go to networking events and we would, we wouldn't meet the people we wanted to meet. It was either, you know, pushy salespeople or, you know, people selling chamber memberships. Or, and it was like, why can't it just be a room full of IT guys? Mm. So we just, Start, you know, I worked at the post bar back in the day, and I said, "Hey, it's dead here on Thursdays. You guys have two dollar beers. Can you mind if a bunch of IT geeks and me show up?" And uh, low and, okay. and we put a name on it <laughs> instead of just saying, "Hey, you're hanging out with Bob." We put it, we gave it a name. Right? And that was the pink slip party. No, no, oh, no. no. This is- the pink slip party was born because half the crowd was out of work during the <laughs> during the downturn. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. I said, you know, we really should do something for all these people. So, gotta- what was it when you first began? Then what just, year? It was just meetups. Uh, oh, one. Oh, one was my first one. Yeah. yeah. So, so like I said, years, yeah. and you became an overnight success yeah. in the last three. Yeah. So, oh, one was the first event. Oh, nine was the first pink slip party. Yeah, but you know, okay. we, all the other events they were charging twenty dollars, and they were guys would get up on soapboxes and pitch the product because they sponsored, you know, and we didn't want any of that. So we kept the events free, sponsorless. You know, just come and hang out with, with a with a group of people. That what a brilliant thing! You gave and, it away, and, and they came. And Bob, <laughs> yeah. this is I love it. this has got to be a, a great idea. I got I got to somehow model it because you've gotten rid of all the sales guys except for me, <laughs> except you. Bob, except you. <laughs> right, How right. do you do that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they let they let me stay still, you know. But you're you're not a typical sales guy. I'm There's not, no way. I'm you're, not. No. You're not. Dave, I know, were you I know you, you had a full time job in the industry at that point too, didn't you? Oh yeah. What were you doing at that point? Uh, let's see. At that time, I was working for a company called Great Lakes Technologies Group. Uh, I was I just wrapped up building Y2K.GM.com uh, and was starting on another project, uh, building an internal dev center for the company. Now, Nuri, you're the new guy. We're going to let you in on this. It's just and probably after the break. But how did the two of you guys meet, Bob and Dave? 
we would. <laughs> I, I get to tell this story. Oh this no! Come exciting. on, come on, come on. <laughs> so I, I've had my own hosting and design company uh, just on the side since '96, oh, okay. and and Bob was uh, the sales guy that would. You know, I was on some list somewhere having <laughs> servers. And that so guy. Bob would find a new Bob would land at a new job, and I'd get a phone call. Hey, man, you really ought to move your servers to insert company name here. <laughs> and you know, blew them off, and then we finally got together for beers because we kept meeting in the back row of these events, mocking, and that's how that was born. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we're gonna come back in just a minute. We're gonna find out how Nuri Gojai got to be the new guy with these guys, and we're also gonna follow the exciting story of IT and the D, its development, and then the, some of the things about podcasting versus broadcasting. A conversation we had earlier on on IT and the D. It's the Internet Advisor, and uh, we are here in studio with the crew from IT in the D. Uh, that's uh, Dave Phillips and Bob Waltonspiel and Nuri Gojai, who is the new guy to that crew. Uh, you may want, oh, this is, by the way, part two, as we say, the part two of our home and home. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> on Monday, Gary and I had the that's privilege right. of being on with you guys, and it was a ball. I had to say, uh, as Ed and I were driving in, we were talking about the fact that, you know, we like just to kind of sit and kibitz back and forth about uh, IT things that are yep. going on. And for us, there's always, because of the disciplines of radio, broadcast radio, we only have a, a very few minutes to do that kind of thing. And Ed was saying, oh, man, wouldn't I love to have like the half hour that those guys had to do? <laughs> well, and also, Ed, they got to say things we can't say here on <laughs> Hey, Ed, we may or may not know guys that own a podcast network, you know, that has a studio that maybe you can do your own <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> so, so IT and the D was the first show on this new channel, Podcast yeah. Detroit. Well, you said there's seven... Actually, uh, I guess let's take a step back. We built out a studio for us. Like, we were kind of our own little private yeah. man cave. Um, there was no network. It was it was just us in well, our studio. As a matter of fact, the first time you the, saw you and Gary, Gary came out, it was not very far from here in the in Midtown At the Detroit. Russell, yeah. At, at the, the Russell. At the Russell and you were, like, you were guest, essentially, of whatever that network right. was. So that was, yeah. So that was Raw Radio X. They're long since gone. Um, and then we built the studio for our, us in Ferndale. Right. Um, but then it took all of, like, three weeks before we started getting the knock on the door from people that said, hey, guys, um, you have this great studio and you use it for two hours a week. Stop being jerks. We want to do a podcast. Open the doors. Yeah. <laughs> so then we, you know, we kicked it around and we launched the network uh, podcast Detroit in July. So a couple months after we moved into the studio. And now, wait, I don't want to keep... I wanna, pardon, excuse me for just a moment. You say, and then we launched the network. That's a whole lot of and then. Because you were going <laughs> from then, just yeah. being, I mean, you had once a week, you had your IT yeah, Monday and nights, going it was on us. for a couple of hours. Was two, two or three? Two hours, yeah. Two hours. To, okay. But the and, and so then we launched with three shows, uh, a show before us from 7 to 9, and then us from 9 to 11, and then a show on Tuesday nights from 7 to 9. I, I wanted to ask, well, oh, They probably breathe this stuff. They could whip this stuff up in like a week. Well, I've always wondered, though, how do you go yeah, from my, having my a My doctor single... would love to show you my blood pressure test results. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said no salt diet, huh? No salt on the chips. Anyway, how do you go from having that one podcast, though, to a network? I mean, what's involved in creating a channel? Well, saying yes, eh? 
Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was, you know, at, at, at first with just the one studio, it was just like, okay, you know, we've got the stream. It runs 24-7. Come on in, turn the mics hot, and, and away you go. You're doing your show. Um, with the new building in Royal Oak, where we now have three studios, uh, it's a, it, it was a whole nother layer of fun because uh, now it's three streams. And like in our, our app uh, that people can find on iTunes and, right. and Google Play, it's Podcast Detroit. We have five streams on there. We have our three studio streams, our live remote stream, and then a stream that's dedicated to local music that just plays local tunes 24-7. Can you explain what the what a stream is? That, personally, so, I'm, I'm fascinated to find out how, what that is versus like what we're doing here. So just like uh, you know, a radio antenna shoots out a signal that a car pick, or that a, a radio picks up, okay. um, a stream is just a stream that goes out over the internet. Uh, like So you know, coming out from our studios, it hits a multicast server, and, then that, and that's what everybody hooks into when they're on their app or they can listen on the website or tune in or however else they want to listen. They're hooking into that live stream. So when you build the network, Bob, then what you're doing is you're finding a multicast site that will accept your stream is that it or your broadcast is that it Dave's a geek oh yeah. sorry yeah. So, yes <laughs> you so look like, at me like a deer in headlights <laughs> sales <laughs> sales right, right, right. So, so yeah I mean, all, all five of our, our all five of our streams uh, go through uh, basically 12 servers um, just so we have some redundancy and that kind of stuff uh, so that yeah hopefully I mean our 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 choke point is basically the internet connection coming out of our studio because once it once it can get out there to to those servers, there should be no issues with connectivity or number of. So you contract kind of with a company to Absolutely. get your streams up there, and from there they distribute it. Yep. Yeah, okay. but Foster, I wanted to make this clear too. The podcast network that that term is a very loose term. You have other podcast networks that basically syndicate shows, right? People are recording shows out of their basement, living room. Yeah, right. And then they're almost like aggregators, right? We didn't want to be that. We wanted oh. to almost create a family, right? So we have podcaster meetups quarterly. <laughs> Say it right. A family. A family, right? <laughs> uh, but we wanted, the show, we wanted the shows to collaborate. We wanted them to share guests. We wanted them to be friends. We wanted uh, to intermingle, like uh, have certain okay. guests, you know, po- repopulate other shows. So it, it, we wanted it more than just simply aggregating shows. So you aren't just another media company now on this new realm of podcasts. Right. No, so I mean, like we do, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm sure they do stuff for show hosts here, um, but like we do meetups every couple months uh, for all the hosts on our network as well as for people who are just... Just interested in, in fact, we just had one a couple weeks ago uh, just to get together, trade ideas. Hey, we're looking for this kind of guest, that kind of guest, or in some cases, we can convince you know who to let us do that kind of thing. That'd be really nice, but no, I mean, that's where all that cross pollination yes. yes, that Bob was talking about that's happens, right. and yeah. it's, it's outstanding. Yeah, what I think makes it so easy to have having your podcast network is you may have people who don't have those kind of facilities, you know, the Nooner Show, for instance, where yeah. a couple ladies who sit around, drink wine at noon on certain days, and, and basically they may not have the expertise to do those kinds of things. And yeah. I think that's what Podcast Detroit does is give them that place to do that right. yep. in a controlled environment to make a quality product. And you could have your own show. I, I, I'm a DIY show. I'm beyond that. I've lost so many brain cells in the last. I mean, <laughs> in the last ten years, I, I don't think I. Can well, do you know, that. we do, oh, we no, do no, have no. a kegerator. Uh, in well, the studio. Uh, we do have a fully stocked bar. Uh, we, we refer to it as show fuel. Is, is yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. fuel loops, by falling down beer. My lips become so loose. I just don't want to even go. There. <laughs> by the way, we were hearing from uh, Nuri Goji. Uh, you're called the new guy. How did you fall in with this den of thieves? <laughs> you know, I feel like I got so lucky. Uh, I used to manage an event in town called PinguaCon, which is a very large mm. open source and science fiction convention held in Southfield, the Weston, every year. And I found I, out about them through IT and the D, listening to sure. you. Sure. So much fun. And uh, I was actually brought in as, as a guest. So uh-huh. I was a guest on the show, and uh, Dave and Bob were actually had a third person on the show, and they were losing that third person. 
And they're like, we need someone who can talk and <laughs> who is plugged into the local community and geekery and, and IT and things like that. And uh, it just kind of fell in and worked perfectly. Oh, so yeah, as, as we sat there, bombed out of our minds at PenguinCon. Hey, Nuri. Hey, Nuri. Hey, Nuri. You, <laughs> you, you want to be the new guy? Like, yes. be the guy? <laughs> we were toying around between calling him a bowl of milk. since like we left out the bowl of milk, and he hasn't laughed. Truthfully, <laughs> 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 it was like a bowl of beer. It was not right. a bowl of milk. Yeah. 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 I didn't continue to come back. So. You know, we did that to Ed. I said, Ed, when That's we, right. when we That's first right. met, um, I said, Ed, do you want to come on and... and uh, be a co-host on the show. He said, no, no, I can't do that. No, you said fill a spot. You know, someone couldn't make it. <laughs> and uh, so so I said, how about just be a, a guest? And Ed said, yeah, yeah, I can do that, you know. And uh, I said, you want to come back? He said, yeah, I'll come back. And same thing happened, you yeah, know. You haven't gotten rid of him. Thank heavens. <laughs> Thank, Thank yes. heavens. Who comes up with the ideas for the show? We do. Yeah, we. Uh, this is stuff we would talk about at the bar anyway. So we have a G- okay. we have a Gmail thread, and when we read stuff on Network World or Reddit or the news, and like, oh, this would be funny. So we basically populate this Gmail thread, and we email all week. And then half an hour before the show, we write them down on a piece of paper, and away we go. Yeah, I think we should say, and I think it's important, and I, we witnessed this as we were sitting there, this, this, it sounds impromptu. It is to a certain extent. But like all good impromptu, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Well, and yeah. all week long, you guys have been tossing, I mean, you've been looking at these subjects, and then you spend that half hour before the show, you know, chewing on it. Well, at least so what we do, I mean, we like, like Bob was saying, I mean, we, just, we email links uh, back and forth. We don't discuss them any further than that, because uh, we want the reactions to be natural and raw. When, when we hop on the air. So, I mean, yeah, Whoa. we write them down, but like even in that half hour, we're not talking about them amidst, amongst ourselves other than, hey, here's like the top three that I really yeah. want to make sure we hit. Bob, what about you? What's your top three? You know, yeah, the- our, our preparation time is a little less, right? It's about 10 minutes as you drive me down. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You guys spent 10 minutes? <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary. We'll invite you next time. But the other thing is, is during the commercial breaks, that's something we have to encourage our guests. Stop. Let's not talk. We want it to be real when yes, we come back that's from true. commercial break. That's true. Because otherwise, you know, we've already talked through it. We want that reaction. And that's yes, one of the, one of the problems, one of the things with a talk show is that you don't dare broach a subject during a, during a commercial break that you're going to talk about on air because you've lost the you you've lost the immediacy the spontaneity that's the worst and that I, you always have such phenomenal conversations that happen during the breaks like always, to the point yeah. where <laughs> like we've been tempted to just leave the mics on and let them record but they're like no nah, that would be disingenuous we talked about do doing that. you know having a video of, of that going on because some of the best yeah. arguments between Ed, between Gary and Cal happen during the breaks <laughs> oh, we're going to take a quick break and we come back we're going to do more talk more about uh, IT and the D the great ideas they come up with and uh, with this brand new network, brand new in terms of the kind of things that are happening every day and expanding with that. And then I, I mentioned it, kind of the differences between broadcast and podcast and what that means for the future. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. And thanks, by the way, to a whole crew of people behind the glass. Rich and Dave and Logan, thank you very much for helping us back there. Uh, and coming up in about uh, well, about 15 minutes, we're going to be hearing from uh, another guest coming in on the program with us. Rick Beckers is going to be with us. He is the CEO of Cloud Tech One University, and they... Um, help businesses get their arms around the cloud. <laughs> that may sound like a strange thing, but he's going to be doing a, a class on that uh, at Automation Alley coming up on August 23rd. We'll be talking with him and also with Mike Brennan, who is the host of MI Tech News here, but also we have the folks in from Podcast Detroit, and that is the network that IT and the D is on, and Dave and Bob are the people who uh, run that. And Mike has a program there called M Squared TechCast. He and, Absolutely. And that's, you know, kind of, that was an example of, of how your network has grown. Mike 
you know, was here with us and said, I'd like to have a podcast of my own. And he uses it very specifically focused towards people in the technology field. Doesn't make a, doesn't pretend that, that grandma is going to li- want to listen to this. Right. Very narrowly focused. Yeah. Him and uh, Matt Rausch. Matt yep, Rausch. Yep. And that is the genius to my mind of podcasting. We, we talked about this on your show on Monday. Uh, broadcasting versus narrow casting. Is that yeah. a fair characterization, Bob, you think, guys? Um, I would say so because, like, you know, Dave always mentions all the time when people are looking for a podcast, they're looking for you specifically. They're not just plugging in a number on a radio dial. So mm-hmm. they want to listen to this. So you, you I follow a lot of uh, podcast forums online. A lot of people are like, hey, are there any good things that fit this niche? I, I mm-hmm. want to listen to the, specifically that. So, again, I think whatever you're into, there's there's some of the craziest podcasts you couldn't even imagine. There's some that break down the movie Grown Ups 2. Um, every ten minutes is a show of the oh. movie, and they they've done it for years, and it's like that, that's all they talk about. Well, well, you guys started a new a new podcast. We did. Tell us about that. So it's called. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me let me let me set the stage real Come quick. On, yeah, you, you better. You're laughing at the punchline. We haven't got the punchline yet. I've uh, I've been with my wife now for 19 years, and after a while, you start to run out of things to talk about. So what I would do is, um, I would we would go to these nice restaurants or places we've been to for years. It didn't have to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, just places we liked, and we'd read the one star Yelp reviews, and we would laugh just like these people are ridiculous. But they have Excuse me. As, as a footnote for some of our listeners, voice. Yelp is an online is an app that you can get to in which you can rate uh, a business uh, with a restaurant restaurant, or whatever yeah Yeah, anything so we started there's there's an old like a sandwich board uh, from a deli and it says come on in and try the worst meatball sandwich this one guy on Yelp ever had and I I always thought that was hysterical (laughs) so we we titled the podcast worst meatball sandwich ever and and in essence we we read and mock the one star Yelp reviews for places that are uh, that we like we are the food critic Critics, critics, yeah. I love you it. criticize the critics, yes. We I did. Love uh, it. We did a Lafayette versus American Coney Island episode, and uh, how we, could you? Not, how could you rate either one of those ones? That's what we said. <laughs> we got we got a note from Grace Kiros, who is who owns American Coney, and said, "You guys are hilarious. I've passed it all along. Thank you for doing this. I want to buy you lunch. Come on in." <laughs> like, oh my God, somebody listened. You know, I love that. But that to me is the hallmark of what podcasting is all about: is that ability to be so spontaneous and if it works it works obviously if it doesn't yep. it, it dies but that just that notion of the worst meatball sandwich around and that whole premise of going after the one star yelp that's brilliant and but you get a chance to do it whereas with broadcasting very often you don't you have to fight through whatever the bureaucracy happens to be and you got to prove that you have enough people who want to listen to a story about the worst meatball sandwich out there before you can get it going well and what i I'm guessing, right, is that your audience will come from people that listen to you guys because they want to listen to more of what you guys do best, which exactly. is be a fair what are they amount to, irreverent. What are they right? going to do I next? mean, that's kind of that. That is kind of the 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 hallmark of your shows. We just did episodes eight and nine uh, last night. And it we we we're laughing. We we laugh like that's my laughing outlet is listening to one of those. It's like <laughs> absolute ridiculousness that comes out of our mouths. Um, but it's nothing. It's no different than when we were at a restaurant and reading the reviews. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same conversations, similar to the IT and the D show. It's the same conversations yeah. we're having at a bar or at a, at a gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just recording it now, guys. I want to ask you this this question though, from the point of view of a broadcaster, of somebody who's been for forty years now a, a part of this radio industry. One of the hallmarks of <laughs> where broad- do you two get off? So- 
saying you run a network. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Hey, how do we get on? You know, that's that's oh, exactly. Oh yeah, we it. are on. Now, are we are. We are. So we, we do have our. By our, the way, footnote here. <laughs> full disclosure: we are part of the Podcast Detroit uh, network, and you will find uh, our program, the Internet Advisor. There, the podcast of our program is on there as well. Um, but one of the things that that to me has the the heart and soul of, of broadcasting is the ability to connect with an audience. And our second hour is very much yep. that, where people will call in. Uh, we encourage them to do that. It, they don't have to you know, have everything right. I, I love just that interaction. We have a lot of fun. We tease the people who call in sometimes. Um, we've had people who have teased right back to us. Which is great. Uh, we, we love, love it. that. <laughs> so it's that personal interaction. How do you, other than like going out to a live event like PenguinCon, uh, how do you make that happen with the podcast? I, I don't know that we actually do very much with the podcast. I mean, we, we've deliberately, like, we stopped giving out the phone number and that kind of stuff. We've, you know, we've got some stuff that happens on Twitter. But, like, for us, we try really hard to focus on who we have in studio. Um, and one of the things we've been told is that we're really, really good at making people feel like they're the most important people in the world when they're in studio with Hopefully, us. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't, we don't want that distraction of, you know, because we did. We had a couple of stupid phone calls that happened. And right. it was like, yeah, you know what? Why bother? There are other shows, though, that that's what they're all about. Is and, and they're on your your yeah. network right now, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's their meat and potatoes. Sure. Yeah. But you know, some of the things we do, we still do a monthly meetup with the IT folks. Okay. Um, we'll we'll set up tables at pretty much every comic book convention in town from in, within a two hundred mile radius. Uh, um, we get asked to speak on panels. So I mean, our engagement's a little bit different from the show per se versus what we're doing out in the field. Question: Do you think that podcasting is the future of broadcasting? I don't even know that I would call it the future. I, I think it's the present if people are paying attention. Yeah. You know, look at every network. I mean, look at every station out there. Hey, go listen to Play.it. Go listen to iHeartRadio. Go listen. You know, if you miss the show live, go listen to the podcast. Yep. It's, you know, the analogy. WJR.com has the same thing. Yeah. I mean, the analogy I always use is, you know, so you had Sony who owned the portable digital media market in the 80s with, you know, the Walkman and the Discman, and they refused to acknowledge the coming and rising format of the MP3. They got caught with their pants down and then rapidly tried to play catch up. That's what a lot of stations and networks are doing now. I mean, podcasting has been around for a couple decades. It's just the last five or six years, it's really started to grow and flourish. And so, like I said, I mean, now, now they're just trying to play catch up to what we know. You know, I asked this question before, and Bob, you answered it on your show. I, I'll ask it again here. It seemed that podcasting took off in about 2005. It started really kind of getting, mm-hmm. getting a hold there. And sure. then it just petered out. But it's comeback gangbusters. You guys are a good example. Why that lull? Why that valley? And why now this boom? So if you look at where people are listening, they're listening on their mobile devices, right? And now you have the bandwidth capacity to be able to listen to anything you want and throw. And not only that, having Bluetooth capability in your car, right? Which we didn't get until what, 12, 13? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So now I can, you know, put either, you know, when I'm on the road, I travel on business. I can put in tune in radio. I can put in a podcast, stream it through my Bluetooth on my car and have a flawless experience. Right? No, well, when, we, oh, first, when right. we first started our, doing our podcasts, because, you know, we're live on the radio, people could, could, hear us live but so many people can't they want on right. demand right so when we started doing that we had to to decide do how many concurrent streams right because of the real server and a couple of the other follow-on servers like that that's how you bought the capability to yeah. give them um 
that that right to or that that ability to podcast. So we had to decide: do we want a hundred concurrent streams, and that hundred and first person couldn't get on? So then, did we want two hundred, and you had to pay for them individually? You know, it was it was hard to do. And today, the technology is there; we don't. So have the to technology worry about is it. the difference. Well, on top of that, too, Foster. Back in the day, if you wanted to pull that in two thousand and six, if you want to listen to that podcast, you had to physically download it to your device. That's right. If it yes. was unportable. Yes. Storage wasn't there yet. So right. you have two things, right? You have bandwidth, and now you have storage, and now now they're all there. Nuri, is this is is podcasting in many ways kind of the broadcasting of your generation, which I'm going to say is like millennial. Am I right? You know, I think so. I think people are looking for you, personal. You just connection. made a day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did, thank you. I, I think people are looking for personal connections, right? And I think with the rise of podcast popularity and the variety there, you have the ability to get a really, like you said, narrow casting, right? So this is a very personal experience you can have listening to a show. And I think that customization is good. You know, you're not fitting into one of 12 stations in a market. You are now having the choice of thousands of stations on the internet. You're competing against (laughs) And I'm not alone. So you're sharing your opinion and there's like, there's someone out there like thinks like I do. <laughs> well, well, that and we're, we're always Which on the scary. go. Yeah, we're always on the go, right? So if I go for a jog, I've got it on my phone. There you go. Uh, and everywhere I'm at, I can listen to podcasts. So yeah. I think it's the, Bob's right. The mobility of it, and the technology, and then the availability has just has been great. Well, and, and to that point, I mean, I, I think the best compliment that we've ever gotten about our show is when somebody said, "I find myself talking back to you every episode." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's better than us because they usually yell at the radio. <laughs> we're gonna wrap up with these guys in just a moment after a break it's that time of the week when we check in with mike brennan who is the editor of uh, mi tech news and mike is with us by the way he is also one of the members of the podcast detroit podcast team and uh, we have his compatriots in studio here mike how you doing yeah i was just listening to the warm-up and it's like the podcast detroit show today or something right <laughs> that's so. right that's right and uh, you will bear with matt roush on mondays you're on from three until five o'clock Have i got that right no four four uh, i'm sorry haven't bought that haven't bought that other hour from dave yet but we're negotiating so. <laughs> and 24 7 on the podcast that's so, right. that yeah right. there you go absolutely well, i'm just curious mike maybe you can comment on this why was it you chose a podcast as as a, a platform for what you do as a news writer and aggregator well we uh, try to offer the news in whatever format the customers want mm-hmm. uh we, we and i experimented with the podcasting a number of years ago i was listening to your run-up and I was in that uh, before the fizzle stage, and it just didn't work out. I wasn't making any money. Nobody was listening. And then it came back with a vengeance, and I thought, what the heck, let's get into this. And, of course, I work with Matt Roush, an old radio guy. Yep. Uh, so the two of us have uh, been covering technology in the state collectively for 40 years. So yeah. uh, we know a lot of people. We can get yep. a lot of in the studio, and, and it's just one more vehicle. But we're going to be launching video news here in the fall. I just hey. haven't announced that yet. Well, I'll give you all the details later. All right. That sounds excellent. Now, Mike, one of the people who have uh, that you have taught me taught about uh, was Rick. Beckers, who is a CEO of CloudTech One University. We had hoped to be connecting with him on the show right now. He's not here. But I wanted you to talk a little bit about uh, what that CloudTech University is and an event that he's going to be holding at Automation Alley coming up on August 23rd, especially for yeah, businesses. Rick, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Rick, uh, like me, has been in the business for a long time. Uh, he did a lot of different things. He was a uh, IBM Royal typewriter salesman in the beginning, way back in the old days, right? Wow. You know, and so now he is a managed service provider company, and and he was running into a lot of business folks and a lot of technical folks that just didn't understand the cloud. So starting in June, he launched what he calls Cloud Tech One University, 
and it's one of those lunch and learn programs, and he's having that at Automation Alley. Another one, I think that one's on disaster recovery. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to be August 23rd at Automation Alley, and all the details are at my website. Right. And by the way, uh, we will be posting links up to that uh, event, and also you can find out more about Cloud Tech University. If you happen to be a business and want to know more about the cloud, uh, Rick Beckers and his company are the people to uh, get connected with. Now, let's talk a little bit about MI Tech News, which is a, a service that you provide on a regular basis every week uh, with headlines that touch on what's going on in technology and entrepreneurship throughout the state. So, Mike, let's talk about, a, let's give people a kind of a little sampling of the things that you've got out there. I saw that uh, one of the headlines was um, Atomic Object is going to be celebrating their 15th anniversary with the New Grand Rapids headquarters. And this is important, of course, some of our affiliates throughout that side of the state. What's the significance of that for Grand Rapids? Well, uh, it's more jobs. It's a bigger space. He's hiring more people. He does custom software work. His name is uh, Carl Erickson. He's a former Grand Valley State University computer science professor Mm -hmm. who got into the biz, left uh, academia in 2001, started this company. Uh, He died during the dot-com bubble burst, like a lot of people did, came back in 2003, uh, and now has a nice, respectable company with more than 55 employees, including Mm -hmm. about a dozen in Ann Arbor. That's a, and, and they do agile development and do oh, it really well. Excellent. Yeah, and really well. Kind Carl of a, does a great job. It's a hallmark also of how the uh, the business is growing in the west side of the state, that, especially that technology end. Yep. Exactly. The University of Michigan's solar car was a winner again for the sixth time in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's a heck of a long course, eight days, 1,975 miles. The good news is they got 1,975 miles to the gallon. So, uh, you know, that, those stories about GM hiding that carburetor, you know, all that stuff, that's not true, obviously, so I'm just kidding. Well, and they, were um, penal- no, they, they were penalized was- 20, uh, what, 48 minutes? Yeah, they uh, they had a car designed for an Australian race, and it didn't quite meet U.S. specs. So they, even with a 48-minute penalty, they still won the race. Wow. Uh, so, uh, I knew, uh, I knew Mr. Baker would chime in on that. What, it was designed to yeah. run on the other side of the road or what? what? <laughs> upside down. Yeah, upside down. Yeah, yeah, left-hand drive, right? You know, so. And one of the final headlines I see here, just kind of again, giving you an idea of what's on MI Tech News. And by the way, this service can come to you absolutely free every week. You simply go to mitechnews.com, and you put your email address in there, and bada-boom, bada-bing, every week you'll get a series of these headlines that you can tap into, and they're delivered right to your email address. Final one here, there's a bill that's been introduced in the Michigan Senate to prohibit government search and seizure of electronic data and communications. That's the state yeah, government, there's, right? There's a- yeah, big, the state government, there's always been that unreasonable search and seizure, but it didn't apply to electronic data and communications. And now there's a bill introduced to make it apply to that, but it's mm. kind of lukewarm reception so far. Hmm. Uh, it hopefully will come up in the Senate in September, because I think it's really, really important. That keeps the police from seizing our smartphones and mm-hmm. forcing us to open them up. And we just had that incident with Apple, right? You mm-hmm. know, so... Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see where that goes. We'll, we'll keep on top of that for everybody. And that's exactly what Mike does. He keeps on top of those headlines. Good morning, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, when I'm staring in the rearview mirror and watching a 16-year-old girl texting and I'm watching her getting closer to my bumper <laughs> as I'm applying the brakes, I want that police officer to be able to examine that oh. <laughs> and have him pull her license.
Mm. As we know, texting him while you're driving in the state is illegal. It but, is uh, illegal, yeah. How- I drive all the time, and I, it's incredible th- some of the things I see people doing with those phones. So. Yeah, mascara and cereal at the same time. Oh, <laughs> God, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Mike is the editor of MI Tech News. And again, that's something you can get hold of. Go to internetadvisor.net and scroll down the page. You'll see a smiling face. Click on the button that says sign up here, or you can go to mitechnews.com and put your email address in, and you're on the way. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Russ. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Guys, uh, we have the folks from IT and the D in the studio with us, and I want to make sure that we wrap up this first hour by letting people know, uh, Dave, Bob, and Nuri, how they can get hold. Well, first of all, how do they get to your podcast? The IT and the D podcast. Uh, live, uh, easiest way is our app. Well, in fact, I mean, everything's on the app. So it's uh, go to uh, either the iTunes store or the uh, Google Play store uh, and search for Podcast Detroit. Uh, it'll pop up. We've got, so all the live shows are there. It's got links into the show archives and all that other kind of stuff. So everything everything you need is is there. And itandthed.com slash listen is uh, if you want to just listen to our show. Okay. So, but the key, the thing that you want, I think, and we'd love to get our, our own going here, would be an app that is for the Podcast Detroit network. Absolutely. And that is where you can tap into IT and the D and find all the other stuff. What are some of the other things uh, that, that are on that network that you'd like people to know about? You oh, know, just, God, we've there, got... There's 70 of them there, but any particular one that you want... I mean, some of our favorites, there's uh, Jimmy McKnight does a show called the Ninja Starship Podcast. He's completely immersed in geek and comic culture. He's a grown man that's obsessed <laughs> with Power Rangers. That's right. He's, he's, oh, and, really? and we just let him roll and... and no, he's not dressed like... No, no, he doesn't. Okay. No, he's, no, no spandex. No, but he's yeah, got no. a... He's, he's infectious. His voice and his energy, and it, you know... That's it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, we have everything from the Red Wings alumni does a show. So there's always old Red Wings and Art Regner comes... You know, they come in the yeah. studio. Oh, that's cool. Um, um, oh, you got uh, the reasons why I'm single. Uh, it, it, right. it is the new one that's. Uh, they're about eight episodes in now, and it's a, a karaoke DJ host and her best friend, um, just talking about dating life and all the chaos I that happens. It. With oh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And it's like once a week for how how many hours? Uh, they're an hour show. Yeah, they're an hour show. Oh, what? It's fantastic. Now. We're going to be stepping into our second part of the program, which is the answering questions from listeners. You're welcome to stay if you'd like. I don't know if you want to stay and do tech We are calls. so in. I don't know if you want us to. <laughs> Any or all of you. We've been talking with uh, Dave Phillips and Bob Waltzfield. Also, Nuri Gonchai is with us. They're part of the crew that puts on IT and the D every week. That's the podcast. And the network is Podcast Detroit. Dot com. That's also where you will find our Internet Advisor program. We are there. Our podcast is there as well. As I said, coming up is the second hour, and that's when you get to call us with your questions. Is it Windows 10, the update that's giving you fits? Is it your old um, uh, Windows Vista that you want to try to get one more mile out of? Whatever it may be, give us a call at 800-859-0957. 800 859 We'll be back for Hour 2 of the Internet Advisor. Listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to mitechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor.
Hi, this is Foster Brown, your co-host and producer of the program, the Internet Advisor. This is your hour. What do we mean by that? Weren't they all yours? Yes, this one in particular. That means that you can give us a call anytime during this hour, and we will do our very best to answer your question about your computer problem. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Give us a call. 800-859-0957. Don't wait to be the last person in line. We want to get to answering your questions. And we've added a whole new layer of tech support for our program this afternoon. 800-859-0957. That's the number to give us a call with your questions about your computer, about getting on the Internet, getting around it, or getting over it, as we sometimes say. Uh, You may be having trouble getting a printer to work with your computer or getting emails, whatever it may be. We're here to help answer your questions. And the help that we have... This afternoon, and we're going to get into this evening, here are the folks from IT and the D. That's Dave Phillips and Bob Waltonfield and Nuri Gojai are with us. They are three of the members of that particular podcast, but also they are the founding members of the podcastdetroit.com. That's on the podcast network that we're part of here. You can find Internet Advisor there as well as a lot of other great programs, really unique creative kind of programs that are there as well that are broadcast and you can get to them anytime that you please through their app which you will find in the itunes store right guys the itunes store yep itunes google play uh did anywhere find podcasts are sold you can okay. find us yeah and that is free <laughs> by the way yeah exactly. absolutely it's absolutely free and it's a it's the podcast detroit app and if you go to itunes look for that they're they, they are <laughs> i'm an i'm a technical expert and uh, they are, that's their their brand. That's what they've been doing for no, a long no, time. No, 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 no. We always say we are not experts. We are not ninjas. We are not gurus. Oh. We are not, no, 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 no. Gee, I was working up to that. <laughs> Let's just say they've been around for a long we were time with a lot of experience. somebody here would be. <laughs> you know, I'm really good at making your VCR stop blinking 1200. <laughs> you I'm can do that. Really good at that. <laughs> I need your help after the show. All seriousness aside, these guys are all very good at handling technical problems as well. Dave, in particular, because you've been. You've been the resident geek for a long time. You started out hosting your own um, website, and you're a hosting and design company, right? Yeah. That's what you started with. And so you've got that resource, plus Ed Rudell and Gary Baker in here as well. Now, Gary, uh, Ed, rather, we were talking before the program about some of the things that have been going on this week that you wanted to share with people before we get too deeply into other people's questions. Well, we were talking about, well, fishing for one, and, and mm. it just always amazes me how creative these these emails and how they draw you in the most recent is 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 that uh there's two topics basically you know people illegally downloading movies and especially game of thrones and people receiving their their notifications from their cable provider and the fcc that they're downloading illegal content Mm. so now there's a bunch of mass emails being sent out that claim that they're from the internet service provider that this person has downloaded game of thrones illegally which they probably have but (laughs) if they pay the settlement it'll probably go to some company in china or south africa or whatever like that so it's it's scaring them into possibly doing that and no you would have a lawyer knocking on your door and you'll have several emails including a written and believe me i've received written emails from my internet service (laughs) provider when my kids were eight years old and downloading illegal content Uh you do not want that happening yeah matter of fact we heard with uh, our newscast here at wjr just a little before this about people getting scammed by with about the irs people are getting calls and they're also getting emails on that basis and was it also wasn't it about the state taxes yeah, unemployment insurance. 
Um, yep. was, uh, there's a lot of people that have been scammed in that, uh, in that arena. Well. And just this last week, God bless her, an older lady called us, and uh, she had fallen for it. And in some ways, I'm kind of stunned when I hear that people have fallen for... I shouldn't say... Well, just I sh- shouldn't be stunned because certainly they're... They're pretty good at, at con men, right? These yeah, are they just are. con men on the internet. But you, you think, though, with all the stories that are out there, that people would know that this is... They're but, really good. But for some these are, reason... These cons are really good. You know, yeah. I think we should take a, a day and call it, like, National Talk to Your Grandparents about mm-hmm. Internet Scams Day. Yeah. Oh, that, what I, a yeah. great idea. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And... Uh, uh, the lady this last time we're on was about um well what happens well, she what happened she said she received a call from Microsoft that's right and that she has uh, some bad software on her computer <laughs> and so she goes really and you're in my computer now and meanwhile while she's talking the phone she shut off her computer and they go oh yeah we can see the files right now and then she called them out on the on the carpet mm-hmm. basically saying you know this is baloney yep. you're not in my computer that was you're one of the calls but yes. on one of the other calls the lady unfortunately got hooked into it and has ended up sending them I don't know hundred and some odd dollars. But, you know, I mean, we do think of the stereotypes of, you know, millennials, they know technology, and older people over 55, not so much. And Dropbox just did a survey, and they said that that people over age 55 have um, used up to 4.9 forms of different technologies per week compared to the overall average of 4.7. And this is a a survey they did of 4,000 people. That's interesting. Um, and Tech Republic um, reported on this, which is is a really good. I, I monitor what Tech Republic puts out. They're, oh. they're very smart at that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just amazing when you go down through that whole survey and all of the statistics. Hey, people over 55, why are they more technically um, – and it doesn't say that they're smarter about technology. Yeah. They're less stressed about it, and they use different forms of technology. That's interesting. First of all, they have disposable income. Second of all, they have time to learn it all. Right. Uh, And, you know, so when you start to dig into the article, um, yeah, you understand why that might happen. But um, people. Dude, my grandma's on Snapchat. Yeah, Yeah, we got to pay. It was MySpace, right? MySpace, the kids loved it. And then all of a sudden their parents got on. They said, "Okay, got to find something else. Facebook. And then all the parents got on. So now they got to find Snapchat. No, you know, what's really bad is the the Walmart, the mall walkers, the grandparents that do the Pokemon Go. They're, they're uh, yeah. playing Pokemon Go Seriously. at the mall. They're over 67 years old, and they're up before everyone else, and they're collecting all the Pokemon. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's like the Red Dawn episode of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, that's just the start. We'd love to talk with you this afternoon on the Internet Advisor. And the number to do that is simply call us at 800-859-0957. And a fair warning to you. Get the call in early. I'd like to take a moment to thank the folks behind the glass, as we say, in our program. That's the engineer and producer who worked so hard to keep us on the air and keep things moving. And Dave Schwartz is our engineer today. Thank you very much for being there. And also Logan Standifer. Logan, good to have you. And let's get her busy. The number is 800-859-0957. And uh, what... Does that connect you too? Connects you to a whole bunch of people in here anxious to help you with your computers and your internet experience, perhaps getting on with your computer, maybe getting connected to some of the devices that you have. Um, cell phones, we talked about that a lot in the past as well. 800 
859-0957. You may just kind of be traveling by this area and with our signal with WJR. We have quite a reach and you've had a problem yourself and should I call in? Listen, our motto is the only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Ed, let's talk a little bit about Windows 10 because that has been a big subject of conversation here on especially this hour with people updating to Windows 10 and then taking care of the anniversary update. Well, the anniversary update was something that was promised for August 2nd, but it turned out it was really for uh, laptops that were delivered with Windows 10 already pre-installed, seem to be the ones that are receiving the update first. Um, People that have upgraded from Windows 7 or Windows 8 to um, Windows 10 have not received the updates unless they've gone to the Microsoft site and pulled up the August 2nd uh, and, and downloaded it manually. Um, and that's probably a good thing is not to do that because apparently Microsoft's tweaking that quite a bit. Yes. It tweaks people's um, um, default security settings, how they receive updates. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good benefits, supposedly, about the when this, this anniversary update. It's mm-hmm. called for August mm-hmm. 2nd. But... Um, other than that, you know, I'm laying off. I'm not going to manually download it. Well, I did. I, I, well, let's let's clarify something here. There's a difference between upgrade to Windows 10 and right. update. The upgrades, the free ones, ended right. on July the 29th. There was apparently some squeak clause in there that uh, people who were running Windows 7 Pro and also, or Windows, at least we had heard, Windows 7 Pro and Windows 8.1 were still able to do it even after that date. But that's kind of come and gone, and there's no real certainty about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that's that. The if people are still upgrade. eligible for a free upgrade. I did read where if you were had a new old unit, which was basically off the shelf, that shipped with Windows 7 and Windows um, eight and and you just caught it from the Best Buy because someone blew dust off it and it, you know Good if price, you were to whatever, power yeah. that up and during the registration process Microsoft will realize this is the first time it's being registered would you like to you know and mm-hmm. uh, to upgrade to Windows ten so a lot of those new old units are eligible for the Windows ten upgrade still now Foster you mm-hmm. said you downloaded it so yeah what I did was I downloaded the update. Okay. The anniversary update. Go ahead. Uh, what do you think about it? Uh, how different is it from Windows 7 and Windows 8? Uh, not very much. A, it's not very different from the Windows 10 experience, which is not very different from Windows 7, to be very honest with you. Um, there We're talking s- about the anniversary update. August the anniversary the update that came update. in August the right. 2nd. Okay. Yeah. Now, one of the things I've heard uh, uh, that is happening is, and one of the reasons that you're told, that the, the recommendation is, don't do what I did, which, by the way, has always been good advice on this program. Um, but don't, don't don't go after don't go after never Windows. install version one of anything from Microsoft. That's exactly. Ever. Although God knows what version this is. Um, don't up you know don't go out and get the anniversary update. I did it anyway because I wanted to see what would happen. But it was on your wife's computer, so it's no big deal. Oh, What's yeah, she gonna do? Right. Throw a pan at you? Uh-uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's more painful than if it happened. So, me. so is the user interface different? I guess the start menu can be a little bit different. Some things are a little different. Not so much in the start menu. The notification menu yeah. is different. I, I had heard that you cannot disable Cortana at all. So, But why would you want to? Well, because of all the things you have to enable, such as location services. She's yeah, so friendly, does, though. She is friendly. <laughs> she does steal a lot of information. I shouldn't say steal. She just sends, takes Always. a lot Appropriation. of information. Appropriation. Clippy 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to make Cortana happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Nuri, one of the things I saw there was that down on the right-hand side on the launch bar, you get uh, you know where they have the notifications. Right. Some new notifications pop up or little icons, and one of them is the pen. 
Hmm. Because right, right. The pen uh, functionality is part I of I thought the, you were talking about that new refrigerator option. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, they're introducing it. They're not forcing you to use it yet. No. Well, and, it, uh, but they're introducing it. But and it's, it's there. it's becoming better and better. Yeah. Now, right. you use a, a pen with yours, right? I do. You, but you have the Surface 3, was the, it? I have the Surface and uh, Surface 3 Pro. Yep. And, uh, and I love the pen. Yeah. Um, I don't always use it. Uh, and sometimes it's easier to use a mouse, so I can plug in a, a USB mouse. Right, right. Uh, if but I need for to hand do something and exact, notes and but a, a lot of times I just use the touch screen. Okay. No, I love so the, I use all three, and it's interchangeable. I don't even realize I'm interchanging from different pointer devices. Now, I'm so glad to see that Microsoft is bringing notifications in you. That's something that Mac has had in uh, Apple's OS for years. And I think it's one of those things that if you really take the time to show which notifications are helpful or not it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just like, oh my God, something else. Oh my God, something else. And basically, it's just... Uh, you know what I wish Microsoft would do? Your disk drive is failing. Back <laughs> up. E- even now, people yeah, will yeah. sit because there and, they know and you can actually sometimes. hear your computer's dry hard Grinding. drive is screaming. Is yeah. that my And fan? Microsoft doesn't say anything. Even though you look in the event viewer and it's like, you've got 10,000, you know, F-disk errors, you know. And who knows where the event viewer is? You know, I, I oh, you could just search Cortana for it. <laughs> now, that's true. Yeah, Cortana, where is the event viewer? But why doesn't Microsoft put a notification out there? Your disk drive has been experiencing a large number of errors. You should do something. What's funny, I had a server fail at work the other day, actually, yeah. and it had had those events for months, and they weren't caught in any of my monitoring, any of my system monitoring, oh, wow. and basically we just lost all the hard drives. Yes. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. That, that Ouch. hurt. Ouch. That hurt. All right, 800-859-0957 is the number, and Francine is on that number from Manchester. And they wonder why we're going to Linux. Uh, how may we help you, Francine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to Linux. Uh, <laughs> sure that. <laughs> what I do have is this week the Windows 10 anniversary download. Yes. My computer's been running 10 and everything's been okay. Mm-hmm. It it took it upon itself to do the download. Ah. And now I get inaccessible boot device. And I cross my fingers and say a prayer and try to figure out how to wiggle and squiggle and get my computer back on. I have mm. been able to back it up to a previous date. Mm-hmm. It it goes through and says, well, no, this didn't really happen. But if I wait, it goes into the computer and, and it really did happen. It's okay. But if I shut it off mm-hmm. or... Or I've obviously started leaving it on because that was just shutting <laughs> right. it off to the yeah. mistake. Yeah. Uh, it'll eventually, you know, the next day, whatever, it might shut itself off, and then I'm back to inaccessible boot device. And this happened after the automatic download and installation of the up- update, right? The anniversary update? It did, and it might just be coincidence, but that is when it happened. No, I, I don't know. I, I'm, well, I'm hearing other things about that it as well. It could be a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, it could be a coincidence, but un- well, let's see, um, non-bootable boot device or un- inaccessible inaccess- boot device. You know, I'm not sure what would cause that, except you know, either you ha- you truly are having hard drive errors, or your boot order has been changed. That sounds on your like it, doesn't it? Computer, or even maybe, or even maybe the master boot record. Right? Yeah. There's that thing that basically tells the, the hardware, this is where you go to find the operating system. So yeah. something that like that is usually a very deep level, maybe hard drive corruption. It could be something with the update that went wrong. But what I'm so hearing- what's interesting is that if you go to Google, 
and you put inaccessible, it comes up with boot device. That's the first one. It's the third one down. Oh. So you know other people are searching on it because it shows you all the different yeah. uh, search terms that a lot of people are using. And when you do click on it, there's all sorts of information about inaccessible boot device error in Windows 10. Okay, the first thing, well, regardless, back up your data right now. All your pictures, your documents, things like yeah. that yeah. immediately. Yeah. The other thing is that um, System Restore, make sure that is still turned on. I've heard with people after they put the anniversary Ooh. update, System Restore, um, it gets shut off somehow. So, And you said you tried using it, so I'm pretty sure that you restore. Back up your data. Search Cortana or Windows 10 for Event Viewer. And, yeah. and oh, then yeah, look yeah. for disk errors. Yeah. And YouTube, the third uh, option um, is a YouTube video about how to fix Windows 10 inaccessible boot device. All right, Francine, hang on. We'll be right back with you to talk a little bit more about this. That's why I think they call this the dog days of summer, but he's either taken a nap or uh, maybe they've been washed away by the recent downpours. But we've got phone lines open here at 800-859-0957. I'll be talking with Francine from Manchester, but there's room for you as well. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. We've got the crew from IT and the D in studio with us to help answer questions as well. As a matter of fact, Dave Phillips, you were saying that one of the things that uh, is out there, and I found it really fascinating, is that there is actually a website called Let Me Google That For You. Well, yeah, because, I mean, let's let's be honest. The the first response, like tech support used to be, is it plugged in, is it turned on, have you rebooted? Now it's, have you Googled that? <laughs> and so, like, whenever... Is it plugged in? And have it, you Googled and, that? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it, it's kind of a, a, a smart aleck response. Like, yeah. when somebody posts something like, hey, well, what station is WJR on? Or, hey, how do I... You go to let me Google that for you.com. It's L-M-G... Whatever the initials are. L-M-G-T-F-Y. Uh, dot yep. com. Uh, and, uh, and you type in the search term, and it looks like Google. And it is Google. Yeah, and it gives it you is. a link. It's a Google, it's a Google pop-up. Yep. So it really does go Google it, it for it, you. It, and then it gives you a link. Sell advertising on it. I know, <laughs> and so then it gives you a link that you can then paste uh, back to the person who asked the that's question. Excellent. And that's And it excellent. says, "Let me Google that for you," yeah. so you get your point across. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's also a great way of, of uh, passing on information that's a little too complicated to give somebody. Like Ed, you often do that in terms of giving people steps to do something. Yeah, I find some. Yeah, I'll either I'll. I'll um, Put some steps out there, but for more detailed instructions, here's a link. Yes. Yeah, and with yeah. Our, but I, I I rarely will give someone a Google search string or something like that. I'll usually point them to a Microsoft article or something. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing too, like with Ben uh, Carpenter, our old friend, uh, recently asked you a question, and uh, we'll maybe get to that in just a little bit. But I wanted to wrap up with uh, uh, Francine here. Francine, uh, were you hearing the the answers that were being given here about this uh, inaccessible boot device and the problems you're having after having updated? Windows 10? I did, and right now I've got my computer up. Okay. So I, I did that, and yeah, I've I, got the uh, YouTube video activity and stuff readily available. Okay, good. So you've got that resource that you can use with YouTube. Right. And, and the other thing, and, and use YouTube to figure out how to use Event Viewer mm -hmm. to see if you are experiencing disk errors. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, when you look... That for the layman to look at the event viewer for the first time, you're like, oh my gosh, look at all these yes, errors. Right. Most of them some are, of them are red. Most of them are points. informational. Some of them are red, but they're just saying, oh, the Microsoft time service stopped. So, But what you're looking for is NTFS or disk errors in there. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the timestamps on those, a lot of the timestamps are like with milliseconds. You'll see 15 events within a one-second time frame. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And, and and most of it is gooblygop. What you're interested in is just quickly scroll through it, glance at the red ones uh, uh, for your system, and see if any of them are disk errors. Um, back up your computer. Um, Microsoft will, when you can go into my computer, you can right mouse click on your C drive. You can select properties. Then you can select the tools tab. And then you can say, check my disk for errors. And that's another thing, innovation that Micro had. Micro had. Mm -hmm. Microsoft has done with Windows 10 is that you no longer have to reboot your computer to perform a, um, a, a disk drive or a C drive oh. um, scan of your hard drive. It, they've actually made it so that it's almost as good as it was in 2000 with other operating <laughs> systems. So you can actually scan your computer's disk drive while it's the OS is still running. So, which is really uh, good. All right. Francine, thank you so much for your call. I think you've helped a lot of other people by asking that particular question. Again, 800-859-0957 is our number. Let's go to George in Battle Creek. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. How may we help Thank you? Thank you very much. Uh, my wife's got about a three-year-old, I think it is, Hewlett-Packard, uh, I guess you call it the laptop, or mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. kind of folds out, it doesn't have the big tower or anything. You got it. Runs the uh, 8 system, the 8 operating system mm -hmm. came on it, and she likes to play Words with Friends and a couple of these other games through Facebook, mm -hmm. and every couple times it'll lock up on her where she won't let her move a letter and all this. Mm. Any suggestions? <laughs> That's when, uh, let's make things clear, that's when she's online and she's playing the game that the game itself will lock up. Well, she'll click, yes, and she clicks on a letter, tries to move it or mm -hmm. get it to play and it won't do it and she's got to shut the computer off and start all over. So she's, she's but at the time that she's playing Words with Friends, is she online with somebody? Oh, she'd have to be. Uh, yeah. No, she's on through her Facebook. But, okay. But the point is that she has to be connected to the internet. I guess that's the question. Yeah, I'm yeah. Okay, good. That's, that's, that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to clarify. So, um, let me ask a couple questions, if I may. Do you know if she can go to any other site and have it work? Yeah, or Yahoo email works beautiful, and okay. a few things like that. It's just a, these couple of games. And what kind of connection do you have to the internet? Uh, we've got a DSL through a private telephone company out here in West Michigan, which has real good internet service. Okay. Okay. The first thing I would suggest is an alternate web browser. Yep. So if right now she's using Internet Explorer, right, then have her try Google I, I or think Firefox. she might be using Explorer instead of Foxfire. Well, and not only that, but so Words with Friends is a Zynga game, uh, which Thank means you. that it I is. I wasn't sure. Which means that it is Flash based, uh, which oh. is probably the vast majority of the issue right there. Right. Uh, so, yes, uh, I'm assuming if she's using IE or Edge or whatever it is on eight, um, that's probably you know switch over to Google Chrome. Uh, but even that's not going to fully solve the issue. Those Flash based games, especially if they're open for quite some time will just consume more and more and oh. more and more system resources. Uh, it's That's why everybody's getting away from Flash and moving over to HTML5. Yeah. The, the one thing you can do, because there's nothing you can do or your wife can do about that, the game is in Flash. Um, so make sure that the um, Flash plugin is up to date. Okay. Uh, that will help as well. Okay. Um, there's probably, it, if she hasn't upgraded her Flash in a while, it may be out of date, and that may be the problem. Oh. We all like to see people get away from Flash. It's very, not only buggy, but it has a lot of security holes and security problems with it. Uh, but if she likes that that game, that's what she has to work with. And yeah. until they change it on their end, on the, the developer's mm -hmm. end, that's what she's going to have to do. And so, the other thing uh, is that yeah. you could do is you can get word for friends on your phone. If you have a smartphone, oh, okay. oh, she plays. She plays it on the phone too. A different game. Oh, okay. Not on, 
you please. We took it into one of these uh, large chains, and they ran a scan on the computer and found no problem or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But as Dave, as Dave was saying, the problem isn't not going to necessarily find a, a virus or something like that, which is typically what the larger firms are looking for. Right. It's the very plug-in itself, Flash, that okay. is creating the problem. Uh, just a quick question, guys. Can you simply refresh the browser? Will that uh, it, the problem? Once it gets to that lock... Oh, oh, once it gets to that lockup point, no. Okay. I mean, once once it's locked up, it's locked up. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, swapping over to you know Google Chrome uh, as a browser and making yeah. sure that plugin is as up to date as it can be is probably going to be your best bet. Right. By going to okay. Adobe.com, go to their Flash and re-download a fresh new copy. Um, yes. I'd also say Chrome okay. is Chrome is definitely a better browser for that kind of stuff. It's, it is. it's less buggy and it's easier to use on better men- memory management. Yeah, yep. and if okay. you don't have it, son-in-law, son-in-law works in IT for East Lansing City, so I'll tell him you want us to get Chrome and update the Flash for. Him. That sounds great. You can also go to Google.com/slash/Chrome and download Chrome. It's a very easy download, yep. and you'll find yeah. it. It's probably easier to use in Internet Explorer. Yeah, I, I think I've co- got that on my old uh, seven unit that I run. I've got Chrome on there. Yep. I think most of us. I would say most of us work with Chrome because of the it's clean and easy. Yep. Uh, my wife has got uh, an, an HP laptop running Windows 10, and actually we use Edge on that. And I find that Edge actually works pretty well. The problem is it doesn't have a lot of the plugins right. that are there in Chrome. Yep. So that becomes the problem with it. George, thanks so much for your call, and I hope that those pieces of advice help you as well. 800-859-0957. Hello to Alice in Southfield. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Well, thank you for being there. Yes, how can we help you? Okay. A couple of days ago, I got a phone call. In the phone call, the person said he's from Dell. Mm. He gave me a phone number uh, and an employee number mm-hmm. and a, a supervisor number. Mm-hmm. And he also knew my computer ID. Mm-hmm. And I have a Dell computer. Yes. Um, and he said there was suspicious activity. And then um, I said, well, is there something that I could check? So while he was on the phone, I guess I went near the bottom or something, mm-hmm. and I typed in event VWR, and then on the screen it said event log service unavailable. Verify mm-hmm. that the service is running. Then he wanted to do something, and I said no. Good for you. Good, <laughs> Good for, for First of all, you. Microsoft will never call you. Well, Dell will never call you. They're not that nice. HP will never call you. <laughs> Admiral, yeah. Admiral Akbar says the what? The only people that will call you are con men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good job, Alice. We, if we had a medal to hand out, <laughs> we would hand it, we'd call it the Alice medal and hand it out to you. Because, and I, it was interesting the way you posed it. This is from Dell. Okay, it's not from the, the, the ones that have been kind of typically uh, pegged as the bad guys. Microsoft or people pretending they're from the IRS or whatever. And he also had his employee ID number. In other words, he did all these things that are supposed to make you feel like this is okay and you didn't fall for it. You didn't take the bait. Good for you. And uh, as I say, we're going to come up with the Alice medal from now on. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Alice, and thank you for sharing that. We'll be back in just a moment and we've got uh, another 15 minutes here to get a call from you at 800 859-0957. 859-0957. See if there are any other recipients for the Alice Medal. Still some time for phone calls here. We'll make sure we give you a chance to ask your question. 800-859-0957. And thanks to the guys from my T and the D. Thank you, Dave Phillips and Bob Waltenspiel and Nuri Gojai, who has been with us. It's been a ball having you guys in here. And if you enjoyed that first hour, there's more of that, much more of that every Monday 
live from 9 until 9 11. 11 excuse yeah. me, 9 until 11. That's live. But the, the neat thing about that is you can also tap into that by going to podcastdetroit.com and looking for IT and the D or going to itandthed.com. Slash listen. Slash listen. And you can uh, tap into all the fun that they have. And we can, get, Gary and I can can vouch for the fact that it is a ball it being a ball. there. We were <laughs> guests this last Monday. It was a hoot. It's always something new and. Um, I just loved it, especially when you guys when you took off on the Olympic announcers and their <sighs> overreactions. You know, like, <laughs> I I don't even think I can make that analogy on WJR. No, no, so. no, no. It was a little too <laughs> hey, colorful. You better not. We'd be kicked off. <laughs> yeah, a little too colorful, but but I, I, that's why I love. That's it. what yeah, that's what people love about the show. And that right? was it. It was it was delightfully irreverent because it's true. They're all gushing. You know, nobody can just say he won. It's like here I yeah. As you said, it's kind of like the guys when you watch soccer in Latin America, at least. Go! And that guy goes on for it. used to be for like for 10 seconds. And yeah. then it got to be 15, 20, 30 seconds of go! And he would just keep on singing that. In any case, <laughs> that's the kind of crazy fun that you get when you listen to IT and the D. Thanks, guys, as well, for being here and helping us with questions. And let's get back. Matter of fact, Alice, thank you very much for being with us from Southfield. And uh, you had a question to ask, and we want to make sure that you get a when chance to I, ask that. Uh, Put in this event VWR. Yep. The screens on the screen it said there was this X and it said event log service is unavailable. Verify that the service is running. Is that an issue? Well, I don't launch the event viewer that way. I usually find a desktop icon and then I what I do is I right mouse click on um, my computer or this PC and I right mouse click and select manage. And when I, after I do when I bring that up. It, within the list of four different things, disk manager, one of them is the event viewer as well. Um, that you should be able to find that there. Uh, the event viewer, I believe, is a service that can be turned on and off. Mm-hmm. But try this method first to see if... So go to any ask, icon that's on no, the desktop. No, no oh, she has oh, to go okay, to the sorry. My Computer or this PC icon oh, okay, okay. that's on the okay, desktop. Okay, My Computer. On. So, uh, okay, I'm a. Um... I, f- I forgot the actual nomenclature. There's actually a start run command, and I can't remember what it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm. I well, what you said probably is what most people would be able to do, yeah, which is a... to go to the my computer or your this PC or this PC. The right. icons on your desktop, right? Or you can go to wait, the wait explorer too, where it says this wait, PC. Wait, just a second. But I'm not so sure if we're going to have time to computer? do this. I don't see my computer anywhere. Well, you won't. That's what I'm saying. You have to. It's called this PC. Thank you. And this so PC, but I don't see this this PC anyplace. Well, you have to go into an explorer window, a file explorer, and on the left hand side you have this PC desktop okay, documents you want me to go to downloads. Alice, we're not going to have a chance and then to you do right this. Mouse click on it yeah, okay. and then select manage. In there will be the event viewer. Yeah, go. but this helps people. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying. You'll be able to listen to the podcast of this program and run through this again. So don't feel like you got to take all of this mm-hmm. down right now immediately. Uh, Ed will, I'll make sure that we highlight this particular part of the conversation. Right. As well, well, and so, and, and if you go to, um, if you hit Google, uh, there's actually quite a few, uh, again, another pretty well known issue apparently. Um, I mean, I just threw an event viewer, Windows 10, event log service not available. Uh, there's apparently a couple of KB nets uh, that are out there with, uh, that, that have patches, fixes, that kind of stuff for oh, good. different kinds of issues that can cause it. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's. In other words, Microsoft has these knowledge based articles yeah. that are out right. there. And, 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 you used Google, but whenever I'm looking for a Microsoft issue that's particular, I always use Bing 
because it'll take me first to the Microsoft site oh, rather than okay. some site that I may not know or trust. Mm -hmm. You know, some of our older mm -hmm. listeners, they, they can't distinguish, is this a legitimate site or not? Right. So, okay. but being... Yeah, is, I, I'm somebody that's uh, pretty <laughs> basic. This is a, an operating system seven. Uh, does it matter if I do it? Can I leave it just as it is? Well, you know, you might want to try... If, if you're running Windows 7, you, you know... If your um, event viewer isn't working, why is it? You, your disk drive may be failing. You may have a corrupted registry or hive. You could have damaged files in your computer, and that's why the event viewer isn't working. So it would be interesting for you to go through and search, you know, why is it not working? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it may lead, hopefully it won't lead you down a hole that basically, you know, that it's going to, you're going to find something else wrong with your computer. Alice, is there a computer store around, not the, not one of the big boxes, but a little one, you know, a neighborhood uh, computer store that you've dealt with that you believe in? I have not dealt with anybody. Okay. I don't know if we have anybody in the Southfield area, but on our homepage, when we've done, when I've done the podcast, um, at the very bottom of it, I, I, there's a place where you can click on, it talks about sites that have been recommended by our listeners, people right. like you. And if you go and click on that one at the very bottom of the page, it'll take you, and you can take a look and see if there's something close to you out there. And we recommend the smaller shops because you get that kind of personal service, and they can help you step through some of these things. Or if you have somebody in the family who happens to be a, a, you know, adept in technology, they can help you as well. But thanks for being with us, Alice. I want to make sure we get to uh, Steve before uh, we do. Real quick, for what it's worth, I mean, one of our buddies who's also one of our IT and the D group members, uh, Tom Lawrence, uh, runs, I just want to make sure I get this right, it is Lawrence Technology Services and PC Pickup. Uh, he does, but he just fixed uh, Casey's computer. It did a great job. It was like doomed and gloom, and he mm -hmm. managed to piece it back together. Um, so it, like, if you if you can't find one near you, they will actually come out and pick up your computer oh, and bring it back to their shop and fix it. Excellent. Uh, so that's Lawrence Technology Services. Lawrence Technology Services. Excellent. That's the kind of thing that we like to be able to promote. Uh, and it's not that we get paid to do that kind of thing. It's much more based on these people have given good service, honest service. Well, and it's, he's people. one of our group members. We know go. him, we like him, and yeah, yay, networking. Yeah. That's you. excellent. Lawrence yep. Technology Services, right? Yep. Okay, excellent. And we'll make sure that we have uh, something you can click on on our homepage as well for that. All right, let's get to Steve from Jackson. Steve, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you? Long-time listener. appreciate you taking my call. Thank you. Um, I'm really computer illiterate, but I, have, I bought a laptop from a big box store about two years ago, mm -hmm. and I took it there, and they restored it for, got, got it restored back to a different date. But they wouldn't tell me how. And I just wondered. <laughs> so they got you, you were having some you were having some problems, and when you took it into them, magically they restored it to a different date. So the, the problems yeah, are they, just went, they went to a back date and okay on it. But I said, "How'd you do that?" Because I don't know how they. They said they everybody keeps that a secret. Oh, that's a, uh, oh, that's terrible. They shouldn't have said that. They're, no, no. They, they're the old school eighties. IT guys yeah. that want to be wizards yeah. and cloaks and dark. Exactly. No, it's really not. It, it's <laughs> it's no big secret. I mean, when if you run into, the, I think it's F eight or F two, one mm -hmm. of the two. Um, you, you hit it enough F8. times you, as it's going through boot up, you'll you'll see a system restore option. Um, for right. what it's worth, uh, one of the reasons why uh, they do or people do tend to tell people like that is that's not exactly something you want to do just all willy nilly. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's 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 really not something you want to experiment with or play. Around around with because you can wind up 
doing some bad things to your computer. And so. it doesn't always work. Right. right. So it's, yeah. it's, it it's, it's like an option of last resort. It shouldn't be like, oh, where did I put that file last week? Yeah. yeah. But Ed, you have often so recommended that. Right and fixed it. Like I say, I don't play games on it. I just get on the internet and stuff Well, like I'm that. glad that they got it back for you, Steve, and that you yeah. are, you're back in running in... Uh, that you're happy and, with the product that you got. Steve, thanks so much for giving us a call. And, and Steve can Google that, and it's System yep. Restore, and there's places on the net that walk you right through right. The, the steps. And yep. again, you're right. It's not something And it can do. seem almost like a magic wand. Hey, guys, Dave, Bob, Nuri, thank you so much for being with us. It has been a ball. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, oh, you guys thanks the for best. sticking around for these two hours. Again, folks, thanks so much for being here in the Internet Advisor on Sunday nights. I post... Our podcast, that's with all the edits in it, and we uh, have all the links, like, for instance, to Lawrence Technology Services. I'll make sure I put that up there as well for you to get to if you are uh, interested in getting your computer service. Gary, have a great weekend. Ed, you too. And we'll see you folks back here for a very special Apple celebration this coming weekend. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show. Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.